welcome. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day so far. What a week. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining in. Happy Wednesday to you all. Cheers. Hope everybody's got their happy hour drink ready to go. I'm super excited about today's guest. Um, we've had all sorts of women from all sorts of different trades and different areas within the automotive industry over the last several months now and uh, this is the first time we're having an upholsterer join us and I'm really excited to have her join. I think I just saw her. Let's see if uh, there we go. We can add Miss Emily in maybe if it'll let me. Come on Instagram. Come on. All right technical difficulties. Stand by kids. Stand by. We're trying here, I'm sorry guys. I gotta love little glitches in technology. I am trying to add the lovely Emily from B62 Upholstery, but it is saying that she is unable to join. I'm not sure what that's about. So um, we're gonna pause for a moment <laughs> while I try to have her join us. Emily, if you are hearing me, you might need to leave and come back out again because it's telling me that you're unable to join. I'm not sure what that means because I've not encountered that before. Um, the cat is joining, clearly, because he'll never miss out on these events. Um, but um, yeah, for some reason, Emily, it is like underneath your name, it says unable to join. So you might go out and like close the app and come come back in and see if we can have you join us again. We'll see what's going on. Instagram glitches, they've been changing all sorts of stuff recently, not sure what's going on, but I appreciate you guys' patience. Um, I think my cat would like to drink some whiskey. What's everybody drinking tonight? We've got a, a whiskey drinking cat here. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, so as I was saying, while Emily goes out and comes back in, um, she is a phenomenal automotive upholsterer, and she's got kind of an interesting path to how she got into doing this. And oh, look, it looks like she's trying again, so we're gonna try again. There we go. More promising. <laughs> Hopefully, Emily will be joining us in a bit. Yes! Hi! <laughs> I know, I'm like, Oh God, I literally, I think I Googled it like 10 times. Like, oh my goodness. Instagram live, and I was like, this is going to be a wash. So. It's normally not that complicated, but every once in a while, man, they just like to change things on us. So. I was going to say, I'm going to just do this on my phone. So I'm going to prop you up with my, my drink, which is a coffee. There you go. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Does that mean you're still working tonight? Yes, yes. Well, because you said you said to have a quiet spot. And as you will recall, I have four hooligans that yes. like to disrupt the peace. So yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna hang out and I'm not gonna do anything other than make myself available. All right, beautiful. I dig it. Well, hopefully I gave you a good excuse to get away from the, the brats for a little bit. <laughs> you, uh, you may have just gotten me in trouble with the brat comment, but... If they're watching, I love you, kids. You're so, so sweet. Brat's a good <laughs> so thing, <quiet>. right? <laughs> I have a backup drink, too. So I was thinking. This there we just, go. 
yeah diet pepsi nothing <laughs> again i got 45 minutes to drive home in the dark and i'm like no 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 oh my what? goodness okay that's probably smart well hopefully everybody out in the audience has has got their drink and ready for for some fun i'm really excited for you all to meet this lovely lady um you've got kind of an interesting backstory as to how you like got to where you are. You do automotive upholstery, but that's not how you started out in, in life. Tell, tell us a little bit about how this happened. <laughs> um, there's probably zero people that would ever <laughs> thought that this would have been my business of choice. <laughs> but my, I, I had the, the good fortune of meeting my husband who has always like thrived in the car world and he builds things from scratch and he's like a backyard alchemist I swear <laughs> he makes like magic out of nothing so um yeah he was uh he was watching me make a quilt for my sisters I decided like everything else in my life that I would be highly ambitious and three weeks before Christmas pulled together two quilts for my sister <laughs> they were very complicated Okay. And he's watching me do this, and he had this project for a 55 safari wagon, like a two-door wagon, and he had already gotten bids on the upholstery, and it was going to be like 2500 bucks or something like that, and so he's just like, hey, you know, you sew kind of a straight line. <laughs> kind <laughs> maybe, <of. laughs> yeah, maybe you want to take a crack at this, and so I'm thinking, sure, I guess, why not? How hard could it be? And so instead of spending 2500 bucks, we spend, you know, 500 bucks on materials, and... 1500 bucks or ten a thousand dollars something like that on a, on a machine and i take that damn seat apart like a dress <laughs> like seam ripping like in my living room floor and Had you um, you'd never done anything like that before never never like other than like home ec when you were like an eighth grade or something when you made like you know j-shaped pillows and you know like <laughs> you know like nothing so other than i have this um I have a pretty, pretty healthy knack for tackling impossible projects that <laughs> I think, well, you know, people do this after 20 years of doing something, I can do it on a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> it gets me into trouble. So yeah, so I basically did this seat cover exactly like it was from like a 19, from the 50, mid 50s on this fancy thing. And it had like inverse curves and it had buttons and it had, you know, tuck and rolls and it had everything now that I would be like, yikes. <laughs> but <laughs> then I was like, how does this thing go back together? I don't understand. I have all right. the pieces put together. So I think I threw the material across the room at least four or five times <laughs> during that little preamble to Christmas. And then <laughs> when the minute that the, that, that the seats were done, they looked beautiful. I was like, yay, pat myself on the back, sold the machine. <laughs> I was like, I'm never touching upholstery ever again. <laughs> it's not happening. Sorry, good luck, Will. You know, knock yourself out you're gonna have to work that into your budget but yeah so. and then the next so not the a good experience game. overall was, so I thought it was like I was like it was like it's like childbirth you're like yay I'm through it and it's worth it in the end and hooray but it was not it was not something that I thought man you know what sounds fun <laughs> on a Friday night <laughs> put together some really really heavy material and like wasted through and it was like you know everything I did was janky at the time because you know it wasn't set up for scale or anything like that so it's literally and you know this I mean like if you're doing something that's a one-off you're yeah. doing it the most difficult possible way ever yeah and, and so you've never done it before so you're figuring never. it out as you go along yeah and I so then his next project came along and we basically stared at this bill again and we're like oh 
now I know I could do it. <laughs> like, <that's laughs> so we buy another machine. And you know, this is my husband's joke with me all the time is that it's like, I literally, I collect things. I collect the most absurd things, like highly professional <laughs> things. I don't know why it's like the more expensive and totally unreasonable for me to have the better. Whatever. But you know, I, I resemble I, that a little bit. I'm the, <laughs> yeah, right? I need all I mean, the toys. All <laughs> the, the toys. He like gets by with like half of a nail file and like <laughs> three screwdrivers and he like makes magic. And I'm like, I need this tool and this tool and this blog that I need this thing, this very specific measurement yes. tool. And he's like, you could just jerry rig it. And I'm like, no, no, I can't. I need all the tools. <laughs> so basically I, uh, I bought another machine and we did this, uh, we did this and I sold the machine and then we bought another machine and I sold the machine. Oh, and I yeah. like did this, I think four times. Four times you bought and sold the machines? Yeah. yeah. Like oh four my times God. I quit. I quit my own, my own, my own ambition. <laughs> so you got like brought into this, like almost kicking and screaming to a degree. Kind of. Kind of. Although I'm, I'm really, I'm also very cheap. <laughs> so I was kind of, I was like, it was like, um, Stockholm syndrome. Like I was like, oh, here, take me, take me. I'll, I'll give up my time and my energy and my frustration and my sanity because I want to save the money too. <laughs> so, oh my god, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So it was kind of a perfect, a perfect storm. My husband's extraordinarily thrifty, and then we both tend to be kind of handy. So yeah, I don't know. So then we go from this, like buying and selling machine four times, getting yes. dragged into it, not really loving it, to where this is like your full-time thing and not only are you doing it but you're excelling at it and growing exponentially like where when did you kind of get to that point where you're like okay i guess i like let's right. do this yeah <laughs> okay so i basically i got to the point where at, we were up in spokane washington which is why anybody that calls me knows that they're calling my 509 number because Again, lazy, don't want to change my number. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, it takes too much work. You're just going to call me in Spokane, even though I'm in Arizona. But, um, and so up there, there's nowhere to learn. I try, I was like, well, screw it. If I'm going to, I don't know if we can be casual. Okay. I'm like, if we're drinking, I feel like we can swear. Um, totally. Totally. <laughs> I'll try to keep it relatively good. But um, yeah, so if we, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it, right? So I put up an ad on Craigslist saying, hey, I'm trying to learn upholstery. I'll do your work for relatively cheap. Turns out it was like a song. Like I was way, on, I, I did a pontoon boat for like $600. It was stupid. Like I, my. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Hindsight, I, that's right? how we learn, right? That's yep. how we learn. We learn because, <laughs> yes, exactly. And so <laughs> I, um, so I put this ad because I was just, the only place that you could learn upholstery up there, they had canceled it at the community college. So it was either you get an apprenticeship with somebody, but I had, I had a new baby at the time. So I was like, I'm not gonna go work for somebody for 12 bucks an hour and I'm not interested yeah. in like that level of upholstery right and um or you go to prison <laughs> I was like that is a bridge too far I am not I'm not I mean if you didn't have the new baby maybe but I mean, maybe maybe it would have been vacation actually I would have been like okay, three square meals a day and I learn upholstery what do you know I come out with a trade <laughs> so I um yeah, so I, I just put up an ad on Craigslist. I figured the fastest way for me to learn was to expose myself to 8 million different types of things. Yeah. And I did, I got like old vintage Mercedes seats in and I got, and basically everybody got it for a steal. So I said, as long as, you know, I'll do my best. I'm kind of a perfectionist, but I'll do my best. 
And if there's like a, you know, a, a wiggly stitch here or there, I don't completely make that junction perfect, then you're just going to look the other way because you're getting this for a deal. Sounds fair. And everybody, I mean, literally, I think probably I had 12 jobs within two days. Like I just, and I didn't even know how to say no at that point. Cause I was just oh, like, man. sure. Okay. Cause I had no idea how to estimate my time. And so after that happened, I basically took over like a whole back corner of my husband's shop because I was like, I need, I need my own upholstery spot because I know I'm an upholsterer. <laughs> I was like, if I'm going to do it, God damn it, I'm going to make money at it. I'm not just going to like cry about it in the corner at our house. <laughs> and I'll come here every Christmas. No, so I, um, so I did, I took over a whole corner and then, you know, I got all this work and then I kind of just didn't really feel like going in and being there by myself it was like the dark corner of this I don't know it was like just not fun I'm, I thrive in a team environment I really do like I love community and I love team and so the idea of doing this thing alone which was by necessity because you know Will and I we trade off who's watching the kids is not working and who's working is watching you know so by, ne by default it was always like just me by myself which wasn't very much fun. So I just kind of wrapped it up and then we moved. We were, we made our big major move to Florida because, you know, my husband's been up in Washington his whole life and the snow that year lasted six months. It was just absurd. He was like, I'm done. So we ended up actually delivering one of his cars. He sold this cab over to a guy down in Miami beach and we drove it out there in February and he <laughs> woke up at basically a Destin in Destin, Florida, which is like the white sands and beautiful, whatever. And he was like, oh my God, there's a whole other way <laughs> to live winter. He's like, we're never, we're never doing another winter again. And I was like, okay, whatever, I'm cool. So we moved. And at the time I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, on a lark, I'd heard about Etsy and things like that. So I thought, you know what I like? I like truck benches. I like classic truck benches. They're nice, they're tidy, they're clean, they're simple. It's one bench, you know, so I thought, this is this is fine. I've collected all these patterns over all these, you know, years, because at that point, I've been doing it for several years. And I was like, I think I can, I think I can dumb down the pattern enough, in terms of the install, that as long as I make the faces look perfect, then somebody else can install them. And it can kind of be like a, a meeting of, you know, the, the cost, right? It's like less than if you go to a regular upholstery shop, but yet the quality is still an upholstery shop. So I thought, okay, well, I'll put it out there on Etsy and see what happens. And I mean, not to say that my husband thought that it wouldn't work, but he thought it wouldn't work. And so he <laughs> said, this is too niche, Emily. He's like, you're never going to make any money. And I said, I don't care. I'm like, it can just be like egg money. Then I'll be like one of those old little biddies with my egg money, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. And so before we even le had left, somebody ordered a seat and then he like, upgraded it to genuine, like to real leather hide. And I was like, oh, this guy's fancy he's like blowing big money on this truck bench and and then by the time that we had hit Florida two weeks three weeks later I had like three orders and oh, then wow. it was like it just kind of started like slowly but surely and then we ended up moving because surprise surprise Florida is hot in the summer <laughs> like yeah it's gross like sauna hot yeah like a different kind of hot like a like a yeah no it's yeah. bad yeah, our, I spend a lot of time days. in Florida. Mm -mm. Oh my god, yeah, that's right, you do, because you've got the show down there. 
Florida. But are you in southern, southern Florida? No, we're we're outside of Tampa. But it's like that, you know, you walk outside and if you wear glasses, they fog up because it's yeah. just so wet and or gross. Like you're driving at night to go to do something fun because it's finally like cool enough and your windshield will not not be fogged. Like you're <laughs> like, I have to run my heater to keep right. the temperature balance. Right. Check inside my car. Like this is wrong. Yeah. How so long were you in Florida? The summer. Just just the <laughs> so, one. Like, yeah, like like fifteen thousand dollars worth of moving costs for one wild summer. <laughs> it was like I got there in June. He followed two weeks later with all of our stuff after having closed out the shop and everything. And then we were back this way and we actually stuck ended up in Phoenix that Christmas. Like mm -hmm. two days before Christmas. Because it was just like, we were like, well, let's just go back to, to Oregon or something where it's yeah. cooler. I don't know. I don't know what we were thinking. We were just homesick. We have, he's got two older kids from his first marriage. And then my, my son from my, you know, before Will, he was in college at UC Santa Cruz. And so they were all on, still on the West Coast. And we were like, yeah. well, this sounded great in theory, but... Yeah it's actually really far. And we were getting ready to like have them all come back home. We're like, I know, let's just pack up and go back to them. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, this, this is just, this is life. For, for anybody us, watching, you're picking up on a theme here. I'm assuming that she's a little spontaneous. A little spontaneous. <laughs> Definitely not tethered to a whole lot other than, than family. Right. So it's yeah. like, and our, all of our little kids were like, you know, transportable at that point. And the older kids were kind of settled in doing their things and, right. So yeah, so then we ended up coming back and and then ended up in Phoenix and then uh, which we're grateful sudden, for because we like oh having God. you here. So much fun. <laughs> I know I would I only wish that I wasn't this far away because I would have loved I would love to help out on all your guys' projects because I know crap about cars. Zero. Well, conveniently no. we have another one starting back up, so you're welcome anytime. Is this the Volvo? The yeah. Volvo? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're finally getting that starting to get that going again. It's kind of been very you know, trepidatious and doing it with, with COVID and everything, but we're starting to gear back up. So soon you got to come out and play for yeah. sure. Yeah, I will. I'll definitely come up. I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, and Will came up last time to, cause yeah. I like scared him <laughs> to help. I was like, Hey, guess what? I'm like, they need some help. And you're kind of like a girl. So you go, <laughs> <laughs> go help. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But and we found you on Etsy was how we found you actually, which was awesome. Was were you doing like real custom designs at that point or were you just kind of like doing what you wanted to do and then selling it on Etsy and seeing like whoever bought what? So I kind of had come together with like a, a batch of things that I thought, you know, had the same general body parts, right? So I was like, okay, I can see how I can batch some of this stuff to make it more efficient. But then I, I here's another theme. I have a hard time saying no, no is not. So when, last week you're like, hey, do you want to do this thing? And I was just like, always say yes. So I said yes. And then, but immediately I was like, what if the election doesn't go according to plan? And I'm like, will I be sad and depressed? I'm like, how will this play out? And I was like, my sister's like, maybe you shouldn't do it if you think you might be in a bad mood. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I can rally. I can figure it out. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't even realize, honestly, that it was A, a year from when we unveiled High Yellow with your upholstery in it, but also like election day yeah. or day after and and with us like still not knowing the result not that I want to talk politics but no, I was I like yeah. I was like you know they're gonna probably wind up calling the election while we're on live <laughs> and I'm like oh my god I don't know how I feel about that and I'm like you know what I know perfect. we all need a break we all That's need 
a drink and to do something that's totally unrelated to anything going on in the world out there and just like yeah so I 100% agree that's what I, I kind of rally I was like you know what I'm like even if it's even if let's say that things break funny I'm like it'll be really nice to take a minute because like you were talking about like my life before this and it's always been sales always I had I, I published two magazines before oh, this wow. and yeah like a pet magazine and then a kids magazine I was like Hey, what are two big markets and so I like designed them and sold them and whatever and I've done like ad sales my whole life it feels interesting like. yeah do you so feel like so obviously there's a crossover like oh my god there's so many things we could talk about obviously there's a crossover because you're marketing your business and that's something that you've obviously had you know experience somewhat doing learning some marketing and, and promoting and sales and that kind of stuff but do you feel like there's a crossover to in like the the soft skills of design and that kind of stuff do you feel like they yeah i think well so here's the way that i always think of it because and it, it is interesting because you know like i said four kids four little kids under the age of eight so my only friend is my husband <laughs> my husband and my sisters and they're in california so 99.9 percent .9 of my stories are going to involve us. so i was talking to will <laughs> because that's just the way that my life goes so i was talking to will and will is very much like a like i think in another time he would have or with a different upbringing he would have just called himself an artist and been free as a bird right but instead he's also very like practical and whatever so he kind of like shies away from the term artist but the way that i see it is that he is an artist whereas i am more of a craftsperson like i really like the exploration that goes into getting something right or something the way that I like it. And then I love, I like geek out, <laughs> bless you, on the, where's your mask? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm alone in my house. <laughs> Not a good excuse. Just kidding. <laughs> mask up. Just kidding. Um, I, uh, but I really like, I absolutely geek out on, on systems. Like if I could have, I think if I could have been an efficiency expert, that like working for like, I could probably have worked for a factory, not like actually working on a factory line, but I would have loved to like figure out how to shave like five seconds off. Like, I don't oh, know why. Interesting. Like, yeah. So like all day, every day I'm looking at everything I touch and I'm constantly like, how can I make this faster? How could I batch this? How could I, you know, where am I losing time? And it's not even like, there's no, there's no time pressure. <laughs> like, right. I am my own boss. Yeah. I figured out that I'm the worst boss I've ever had in my whole life. Oh, we're I always just, our own worst wonder. Absolutely. Our oh, own yeah. worst bosses. <laughs> the worst. Like I, I think I mean, I worked mother's day. I worked my birthday. I work like, every, like there's not a day where I'm like, yeah. Hey, you know what? phone it in. Well, like, you know what the they say, like entrepreneurs are the only people stupid enough to work 80 hours a week for themselves to avoid working 40 hours a week for someone else. Yes. That's like, I saw something else <laughs> that like, um, I love being, you know, being my own, my own boss. I get to pick which 18 hours a day I work. <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly it. It's like absurd, but I, uh, but what an interesting combination you have. Cause you've got the artist mind you've got this like creative flair that like obviously shows through in your work and yet you also have that like super analytical side which has got to have served you incredibly well in business like it, i feel like you've landed in like the perfect spot i love my little niche i love it i love it so much because i have guys so i have guys that come in you know everybody does that yeah. walk into their shop and like they like 
piss all over everything, right? Like they're just like, you know, marking like, oh, why would you do it this way? Why would you do right. it that way? Why wouldn't you do this? And you know, no, no other shops do it like that or whatever. Right. And it was only just recently that I felt like, I don't know, like I had like the, like, I don't know if I just had enough, <laughs> like 2020 has been rough, right? But this was like a, you know, like a sales rep that like was like in and I was just like, you know what? I'm like, that's enough. I'm like, this is my niche. I'm like, I'm not trying to be an upholstery shop that installs shit and does all this stuff and, you know, wants my knuckles to bleed. Like, that's not my niche. Like, my niche is making pretty shit. I want to make it out of, sorry, I want to make it out of brand new materials. I don't want to tear up somebody's mouse infested, you know, <laughs> I will if I have to, if that's the only way to get the pattern, because it's some rare, you know, bench that I don't have a pattern for yet. Yeah, I'll do it. Because I'm not afraid to get dirty. But at the same time, like, my sweet spot is I want to take new stuff and make you new stuff. <laughs> and like, how can I give you new, clean, pretty stuff that's yeah. going to fit perfectly? Like, I would rather, you know, dig up one crappy, gross bench one time to make one really good, solid pattern off of it. So that way I never have to do it again. Yeah. That way you don't have to bring me your bench. You don't have to like worry about like, oh, should I ship it to you? And I'm like, no, don't ship, don't ship me your benches. Yeah. I don't want your benches. So. And I think you found an incredible niche because you're, you're not doing just like, cause there's plenty of places where you can get kind of OE looking seat covers and that's awesome. But to be able to get like custom, very high end kind of look and feel seat covers that you're still saving money on cause you're not doing the install yourself. Like you, you know, then right. you are doing the install yourself. Sorry. Like you're not having somebody else do it. It's a it's a really phenomenal little little mess you got. I love it. I love it because my favorite thing is when somebody's like, "Oh, can I change that color?" And I was like, "Please!" I'm like, "You can change your color to like hundreds of colors." Like, and I'll sit there and I will go round and round. Like, it's my favorite game of like, "What about this shade? And what about this one? And what about this one?" And my husband, like again, my husband, my husband, it drives you would never know I was feminist, but my husband. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how can you do it? He's like, how can you hang in there with somebody for so long when they, he's like, and then like, you know, 60% of the time they don't ever end up buying it. And I was just like, I don't know, I'm like sales. I've gotten used the to process. like yeah. the long game, right? It's like, let's do this work, I guess now. I do find it frustrating, no joke, when somebody takes all day going back and forth with me and then they say, okay, well, I think I'm going to be ready next year. And I'm like, well, that's a little premature. Like, you, really, <laughs> you really wasted a lot of time today that I needed for other people, but I guess I'll talk to you next year. All <laughs> right. I don't know. I was going to ask you, actually, like, how, how long it took you before you felt like you were, like, could stand toe-to-toe -to -toe and, like, I don't know, like, stand your ground on being, like, because I, I have, like, a really bad problem of imposter syndrome, you know, like where it's like no matter, and so like those guys that will come in and be like, oh, this shop does this and this shop does that. Like that really triggers me because I instantly flip into, okay, I don't know enough. I don't know nearly enough. And when we first talked about doing a class, I was like, oh no, 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 I can yeah. never do a class. And then I started unpacking it after and I was like, actually, I know a lot. I've really trial and errored the shit out of this thing. So like, I can tell you 10 ways to do it inefficiently. <laughs> and I can tell you like where I landed as the end result, but I don't know when I'm going to get to the point where I feel as a woman, especially in a male dominated industry where them coming in and like asserting like just widespread leg, you know, like that's, it's just like <laughs> presence that they have. And 
they come in so confident and you're like you might know shit like this guy might have been like just and just started learning about cars last year but he's got more confidence than yes. i do like yeah. when does that click in i don't you know i really appreciate you bringing that up because I, I feel like so many women in the trades kind of deal with that on some level or another and like i and i know i still do upon occasion right <clears throat> it depends on the day it depends on how i'm feeling most of the time I, I feel like i know enough to know when people are full of it um but i think the biggest realization for me is is a is this analogy that i have for like how to do body work because when i was first I was a mechanic, right? And I, and I got confident in that. And then I got into body work and metal work and I was suddenly went right back to, oh, I don't know enough. It must be because I'm stupid. It must be because I'm not good enough. It must be because I'm not smart enough. And everybody has an opinion, right? And everybody thinks that everybody else is wrong. And I came up with this analogy of like, it's like making eggs. There's oh, yeah. 14,000 different ways to make <laughs> eggs, right? Are you making eggs for the president? Are you making eggs for your three-year-old? Are you making eggs for a five-star restaurant? Like, what are you doing, right? right? There's 9 million different ways of doing things, and there's no really one right way to do it. There's just different approaches and different end results and different things that people are trying to accomplish. And so to kind of <clears throat> learn to when people are like, oh, why are you doing it that way? Like, well, because that's the way I do it. Yeah, you're like, because, <laughs> because that's as much energy as I cared to give it that day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I popped out and then I had 10 other things to, to think about. But yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've always been curious how there are some women that I know from high school who are like really high up on like, you know, like fancy companies, right? Mm -hmm. Like the ones that we all know about. And I look at them and I think, God, how did you get, how did you get balls? Like, so like, and not like literally, you know, like, I don't mean to equate it with like a male kind of thing right. but it's like it is it's like but they to get so that grounding much, and confidence so yes and they like have no qualms about it like there is not a moment at station where they think they don't belong in the room and it's like if you put me like I think I can't think of a time especially when it pertains to automotive stuff that I, I mean because I like I, I previously stated I don't I don't know anything about cars <laughs> like I really don't <laughs> it's not like I mean I got into the like I love this business I love what I'm doing. I love the cu the customer interaction. I love the product. Right, I but love you know what you do. I don't. It's not. It is not because I'm like, oh, I just need to be in the car industry. Like that's right. not it. Just you know your piece of it. Exactly. And so because of that, and because it's not like the thing that keeps me up at night, wanting to learn more and more and more and more and more about car. <laughs> I I don't spend a lot of time educating myself on all the stuff that's in your brain that you like have been thirsty for right so you've gathered it like i am drawn to other things i don't know but that's, <laughs> but... O that's okay like no no one person knows everything and we all have our areas i, I get challenged all the time and, and told that i'm not a real car girl because i don't know what engine came in a 61 blah 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 like i don't know those things i don't remember that stuff i don't have an interest in that stuff i can fix it I mean, you know where to look. You know where to look it up, right. right? Yeah, I may not be able to tell you what the engine is called, but I know how to fix it. And so I think it's kind of knowing, you know what you know, and being open and honest about what you don't know, and that that's okay. Right. And I think I think sometimes there is a little bit of fake it till you make it. Like, 
I think like we all kind of struggle with that a little bit, right? Like yeah. if okay. I act like I'm confident, at some point my brain will actually believe that I am confident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh, Sorry, I, I think you're down and I thought I, I just looked down. I I hadn't seen the messages and then yeah. I saw them and it said like something about our the their bullshit level was whatever and I was like, wait, oh my god, you're like kicking off my inferior like my imposter. Oh, no. What is that about? What is that about? No, that, that, I think guys bullshit a lot more. I think, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. I, we're getting totally off. Well, we're not getting off topic. We're going down a rabbit hole and that's totally fine. Right. Um, That's my my game. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I, when I was running my repair shop and I was interviewing employees, I, I noticed something that like a difference between the male employees that I would interview and the female employees I would interview they could both have the same level of experience. And I would talk to a guy and say, all right, like what's, what's the most complicated job you've ever done? And they'd be like, oh, I've done a ton of engines and I've done a this and I've done a that and I've done all of that. And I'll ask the woman the same thing and she'll say, well, I helped somebody install an engine once. Now, mind you, they could both be talking about the exact same experience. Yeah. It's how they explain it. And women are more in my experience more likely to caveat their experience like well i'm i'm i think i'm getting really good at this i still have a lot to learn whereas more often guys will kind of like i did this thing once so i know how to do that yeah i can do it again exactly. <laughs> and there's no something problem. to be said for that like there's i think there's a happy medium in between those two extremes of like self deprecation and self like congratulations exactly exactly that's that's where i'm trying to get to i'm trying to get to that space where i'm not like i i I will never get to the place where i'm bragging like that is not in my nature it's just i will always just confident but just like where i can say you know what this is my I'm, i'm running my own race like this is all this is just me and whatever experience you have out there in the world doesn't equate because it's just not even the same like I don't, I don't, I've got like big, big plans. So <laughs> like I got- And you're, yeah, and you're rocking of... it. Like you are rocking, you've grown so much just since I met you. You just moved into a brick and mortar, right? Like you're- Yes, I'm here. I know I'm, I'm right, I'm right here. And um, it's, you know- You're it's, making it's, moves. Like, I know. It's, I think it's been really fun. I think it's going to be, like, I could see how it could grow. I actually hired some people, which was really great. That was the first experience. That's exciting. It was so fun. Although, that being said, like, I hired them, and then I had to scale back again. So, I was like, you know, flex and contract. Flex and contract. So, but I do have, I have still one person that's That's awesome. Every day, and I adore him. He's awesome. So, that's Um, so cool. But it was really interesting, and I, I was curious, funny enough, about this. I was going to ask you. I don't know if I'm allowed to be asking you a million questions, but I was You're like, fine. Hey, this is my chance to talk to you, too. It's happy um, hour. We do what we want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in Arizona, that could be other things now. <laughs> 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 Next time, you're going to be like, hey, it's not happy hour to have a drink. It's, it's Prop 207 happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think that uh, I was curious how you transitioned from, you had your own shop. And so like, that's big all by itself. Like just striking out on your own is one thing. Did you immediately know that when you opened a shop, you were hiring people or were you like a one woman show for a while? No, I was, I grew much like you. I started in my driveway. 
and then I moved into a small little spot where I was renting a lift from a guy who had another shop and I was just renting his lift and and I had a part-time helper because I couldn't afford a full-time person. And and it was those slow, like baby incremental steps where I kind of got broken into what it looked like to own a business rather than being a solopreneur. And like, it's a transition. It's a very interesting transition because you've been just you rocking yep. it on your own, doing your thing. And then you get to this point where you're like, okay, I can either stay this size and have it just be me or I can grow and take on more people. And there's there's risk and reward on both sides. Yeah. Like, it's exactly. a challenge. It's scary. So but yet physically a different sort of work. Like I know that I like you talk about like the, you know, oh, this this great, like, oh, I have my background's in marketing or whatever and like sales and so, and it's like I that is I do the worst job at that. I mean, it is quite literally like the thing that I am you can I mean, I Everybody that's out there, I'm so sorry if I did not return your call or if I didn't answer your phone or if I didn't return your email because I have been failing on that end because I'm so like, I feel like I'm trying to make sure that the product itself is still perfect, right? It's still trying to get it out as, as excellently as I can and make that smooth so it can scale. And by default, I do find that, and I don't know if it's like a, a, like a flaw in the system of my brain or if it's like a genius part of my brain but as I get busier I find that I like get I like really withdraw a little bit and it's almost like it's like subconsciously like I'm scaling down the work I'm like no no mm -hmm. like I'll, I'll I might lose a sale or two here but I need to you know get my bearings in this other area and so it's like I don't I mean it's horrible and I apologize no I think that's Everybody very common <laughs> I think that's super common for solopreneurs like you're just transitioning into having employees and that's that's a whole new ball game but you as as a solopreneur as a tiny business you're wearing all the hats you're yeah. doing nine million different things and I, I remember those days well when like I know intellectually that the phone ringing is a good thing somebody calling me is a good thing but because I was doing everything, I would be yeah. elbows deep in an engine and the phone would ring and I would think, oh, can't you see I'm busy? I don't have time for you. <laughs> right? Exactly. It, it is, it's a challenge because you have to keep constantly switching hats. And that's where like, I think that's when you know you're at that point where I can't grow anymore without hiring people. So you're doing the right thing. Right. So that yeah. you can do all of the things. I, I don't think you're doing anything that's not super common amongst entrepreneurs as they slowly grow their business you're exactly. making ginormous moves you've been growing by leaps and bounds and it's that's crazy. exciting and terrifying all at the same time yeah yeah and I mean honestly like I love this little happy hour thing that you do because it's like it's such a great it's so great to be able to hear other women yeah. just kind of how they felt you know like felt their way through it like they yeah. just like, I don't know, there's no roadmap at all. And even when there is, it's like, you know, you, the roadmap of like, oh, I made a business plan and I went to the bank and I did, you, that's like from like 1955. Like, <laughs> it doesn't happen it's like, you just have to like, you know, like rub two pennies together and just keep like right. trying and trying and trying. And so there is no like standard. I launched my business with like, hundred thousand dollars of capital and you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just not it. And it's so. so easy to see people at their end result. And, and not realize how much struggle went into it. I, I spoke to a young woman relatively recently who kind of was trying to start up her business and she was having all of these like self pressures on herself to be where I was at 12 years into my career. And 
I'm like, I need, I need you to hear me. Like I spent a year and a half in my driveway <laughs> right? without a garage, without air tools, without anything. Like I paid my dues and it didn't happen overnight. I spent a lot of time grinding and, right. and people don't see that. And then they compare themselves to that. And I love what you said earlier about like, I'm running my own race. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's the important thing. You run your own race. You know what I think happens too, if I, like, I, I, what I see in you all the time, and obviously it's with the Girl Gang Garage and with all of the, there's like really obvious ways, but like almost immediately I can tell that when we met that you're just a person who likes to empower people and to say, hey, you know what, I can do it, you can do it. Like, there's nothing that's special about this, like, other than hard work, right? Like, you put your time in, you did your work, and you had the confidence to take step one, right? And so I feel like you try to bring that out of that, that like self-assuredness out of other people, who, whoever you meet, it seems like, and you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you're, maybe you're mean and horrible to other people and I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. <laughs> it, it seems like your goal and your aim and your interactions is to be like, hey, what is it that you're interested in? How can you, like, how, how do we see you get to the next step and do what you wanted to do? And this is a perfect example of what you're doing right now. So thank you very much for inviting me on. Well, but, I um, appreciate that. And I appreciate you sharing your story. And, and I, I feel like it, it's so important. It was so important for me to hear about people who I respected, how they had failed in their path, their stumbles, their roadblocks. And, um, I've, you know, I've, I've told this before, but... It, during the Chevy montage, which was the first build, there were times where like, I thought that I was the biggest failure on earth, that I was, it was because I was stupid, I wasn't capable, I just wasn't good enough, I was just, it must be something inherently wrong with me. And, and then I wind up at SEMA talking to all of these other huge builders that I respect tremendously and I'm telling them about all the awful mistakes that I made and they're like, oh, that's nothing. Let me tell you a story. And I'm like, oh, so this is normal. Like, I had no idea this was normal. And I, it's so important that we tell people that it's normal. Yeah, like all, <laughs> all, of, the, all of the fails and the missteps and the everything else. Exactly. Yeah, I, I like to put on a good face. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, but I'm, I'm also borderline incapable of, of being polished. Like, it's just, it's never been my in my my strength category <laughs> like what analysis does not include like wow presents perfect like, that's, not, that's not me but um but i do like to like i like to sometimes once you crack the code you like to pretend like you've always had like of course i saw that right away but meanwhile you've got like 10 dead bodies in the corner right things that you've done that you're like oh i guess when i really think about it and i go back i can see that i've i've been trying to figure this one out for like a year and I didn't realize that, that all of those missteps were me trying to figure this out. So, I mean, I think it is really, it's nice to do kind of like an audit on where you've been and, mm -hmm. and especially because it might help highlight for other people. Like I can tell people a lot of ways to do really bad upholstery. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's gonna make you a fantastic teacher, right? Yeah. Oh my God, I, I really wanna do that. Like, I really do. Like, I, if you really have a group of, of if any of your, your, your gals out there or guys, I don't, I mean, whatever. Like, I, at this point, I don't know what I can teach, but I'm happy to teach anything that I can teach because mm -hmm. there's just nobody, I mean, again, prison. It's bridge right. too far for everybody. 
such a little, such a little community of upholsterers. I mean, upholsterers are not like they're, it, at, when I started, they were saying, oh, this is the dying trade. Like there's yeah. just nobody wants to learn. So I'd go into these upholstery shops, like the, the supply places, and they would be like, oh my God, this is so exciting. A new face. You're young. I was like 34 <laughs> at the time. And so they're like, you're young and you're a female and you're interested in this. And I was like, let's you know, pump the brakes <laughs> on that interested part. I'm like, but I'm doing it. I'm just kidding. And so I, um, I think that at this point, it's like, um, by the way, I just realized that since this is a video feed, I'm sitting on a leather chair and I just moved my seat. I'm like, I did not just let it rip on this Instagram live. There's a chair. It's leather. Whatever. It exists. I love like, it. Yeah. We're real talk in here. Yeah, real talk. And I just had to like, sorry, let me just, you know, make myself comfortable. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, so no, I definitely I would love to do something with the teaching because it's I guess I think to myself, yeah, I want to make money at this. Like let's not let's not sure you know, really because it's a scalable business because like what you said earlier, there's nobody else like you can't call LMC and be like, Hey, how about this? How about you do the stitching this color? How about you use this other much better material? Like there's nobody that you're called there's like maybe I mean there's probably a handful. I think I can think of like three other places yeah. that are doing DIY install, but professional upholstery, but they're doing their own thing. Like they have, they have their look, they've got their patterns yeah. down. They're only offering certain things. I'm kind of like, Hey, whatever, whatever floats your boat. I'm just kind of the, I'm the hands that are going to sell it, but you yeah. design it. Like, we, we, like, let's just sit down and like, yeah. sketch well, like what we did with, with high yellow 56. Like we had Shonda had that crazy idea that I was like, uh, I'm not sure. And she brought it to you and you're like, I've never done anything like that before, but sure, let's do it. And let's try. <laughs> it came out fantastic. And where, like, where else could we have gotten that done? Cause we don't have the budget for a super high-end custom upholstery deal, but we got a high-end yeah. custom upholstery deal that, that wasn't totally outside of, of our, of our, reach which i think is right. just so amazing for so many most builders can't most people who are no. building projects don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars in their budget they just don't <laughs> exactly exactly and it's just like i mean i i i need to do like an in, i haven't done it yet but i need to do like an install video so that way people can see that it's like oh, i mean it's like an hour and a half two hours like to get everything off and to like put it all back on and yeah make it looks good and it's like my favorite thing not that I, I love the seat that we did in high yellow, but my favorite thing about it <laughs> is that I decided that I was going to make that blind with just my patterns, just like I send out to everybody else. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stress test this the first time. Like, I'm just going to see how well my pattern that I'm sending to everybody else with the fit, you know, second series, yeah. I'm like, let's see what it's going to look like. And we didn't have to make one change to it. Like, so how it looks in high yellow is the same as everybody that's ordered a 55 to 59 Chevy. That's fantastic. And, yeah. And I'm like, oh, so when it turned out so pretty, I was like, yay, my pattern is solid. Because <laughs> again, imposter syndrome, right? Like no matter how many times I took that pattern to see it or to know or to believe on faith. And like, that's the hardest. I mean, there's, I'm sure you know this, like it's for a unique challenge to this particular line of business that I have is that so many people change their benches. They don't know that they've been changed, but mm -hmm. like, so like people will order something 
like say that they order like, you know, an 81 to 87 Chevy bench, right? And then I send them an 81 to 87 Chevy bench with this like nice But that's not what they have. Inside, right? And they're like, it didn't fit. It's horrible. It's whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, send me, you know, show me, show me your bench. Like, let's, let's start there. Like, just show me your bench and let's see and do some measurements. And inevitably they've got a 73 to 80, which is totally, you know, straight, straight for the most part and not all corseted on the sides. And it's yeah. like, and I'm like, okay, well, this is the problem. Like, it's okay. It's, it's a fixable problem, but it's yeah. like, they come at you with so much aggression. Like you're I'm like, do people at LMC get this call? <laughs> like, do they get the, <laughs> they do. It doesn't fit. And I'm like, Meanwhile, it's user error. It's none of right. us know. And if it bolts into the same spots, then, you know, how are you to know that it's not only somebody, a psychopath like me, who stares at these things all day, every day, <laughs> and is like noting the one inch difference, right. like would actually have that sort of like when you looked at it, like I'm now, I mean, there's certain feats that you just can't, you can't yeah. tell until you measure, but. Well, and then there's a great idea for you too, is in your, along with your little install video that you make is like a how to know what seat you have. <laughs> Oh my God, exactly. Where's Waldo? <laughs> right? Because it is, it's like when we have the same problem with a customer over and over and over again, then it's like, okay, how can I, because obviously there's an education issue, a lack of knowledge issue, which is fine. Like people don't know and that's all right. So how do we counteract that? And you can, you can help them identify what kind of seat they have. That's a great idea. That's solid bogey. We've got a question. Okay, that's it. I'm like, I'm out. You did it. You helped me. Bye. <laughs> we have a question for you of whether you make VW seats. I do. I do. I, well, I have in the past. So I have some, I have some patterns. Pretty much my, my motto is if I don't have the stock pattern and if you're willing to send me your old upholstery or tracings or measurements like galore and photographs, like there is nothing that I won't try. Um, Love it. It's kind of my, and I don't, I don't even charge. I don't even upcharge because uh, I'm like, hey, I'm going to get the stock pattern out of it. So, yeah. but it, especially if people can take off their old upholstery and send it to me, then I'll just use it again. Using my very first experience, I take it apart like a dress and I make yep. new templates and I make new patterns. And then I love it. I see that installed photo and I know <laughs> that it fit. Then I'm like, and now we can put it up for sale. <laughs> but so I've got to ask you, and we, were, God, we only have 10 minutes left. And I feel like we barely scratched the surface, but one quick question that I've got to ask is you, you talk about imposter syndrome yeah. and yet at the same time, there's this thread throughout your life of I'll say yes and figure it out afterwards. Right. And, and that like I, in my mind comes from an, an inherent confidence in self. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, so, okay. That's a good point. So I, it's like what I said to you earlier when you were talking about like I might not know what motor that's out of and I'm like but you know where to find the answer and that I think going back to when I was a kid like way young it was not important for me from my parents perspective to know the answer to everything but I had to know where to go to find the answer or how to my dad was really like he he had a big tech company in Silicon Valley so he was big into at the time remember like um all of the how to like do the exact perfect search query and like Alta Vista or whatever that right. was. Or, I mean, yeah. And I'm like, and so I would be doing these searches and he's like, that's never going to get you your results. <laughs> he's like, be more specific. I'm like, know what you're asking, know what you're going for, find the nuance of what it is that that's missing. Like, you know, general things. So now how do you drill down? And I think that that, that is the confidence thread. It's like, okay, I might not know the answer, but I have confidence that I can find the answer or I can find somebody else who knows the answer. And then I can 
politely ask them <laughs> to to help believe <laughs> please help me i think i reached out to shonda just the other day i was like please help me i'm like how do i do this <laughs> she's just like well you probably want a brand and i was like this other thing and i'm like i don't know anything but like what i, I and i'm i guess i'm not afraid to like but you're willing know. to dive in right I'm and that's in. like that's a skill set in and of itself like i don't know how to do this but i know how to figure it out I believe I can figure it out and I'm just going to go for it. And that's a huge thing. And that you do have confidence in. So own, yeah. own that. Own that. I'm amazing. Just kidding. You are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, my no, last no. question I have to, yeah, well, I, I love it. Go, go, like, go. One of my I other major questions. I want to know how the heck you have a growing by leaps and bounds business a, I can figure out anything and make it happen attitude. And like this, it, I've never seen you not smiling. And you have what, four children? Well, there's seven. Littles? Oh, four little, yeah, four little. Four little. There's seven total. My license plate says Bihar 9 because that's, how, that's, our, that's our crew. We roll big. <laughs> how on earth do you do it all? Like, how do you balance all of that? Well, I'm not. I'm not effectively balancing anything. Like, <laughs> you could ask my husband and my kids that, that I'm, like, always distracted. Like, right now, I am, the pendulum is swung, and it is out of whack. Like, without a doubt, this is the period of growth. And, like, when everybody else quarantined, and they, like, got to spend all this time with their kids, forced or otherwise, you know, but they did. They got to spend time drinking, day drinking, whatever they were doing, right? <laughs> like, I didn't, because all the those people were home and they had projects and they're like, well, shoot, right. I might as well order this upholstery. And so my, like I doubled sales that first month. I was like, Oh crap, this is insane. And so there was never, there wasn't one there. I there's, there hasn't been one day, not one day off. Like really. I mean, other than like when I make myself like we our AC, which you'll know this, our AC went out uh, the day before August 1st. So July oh, 31st and it was supposed to be a weekend. So we're like, Hey, let's drive to Georgia because it's COVID, we're like, let's just take a little tour, go see Georgia, whatever, wanderlust. And then it was supposed to be back up. And then they called us and they're like, no, actually it's gonna be August, August 12th before that park comes in. And we were like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> so we have children like, and it's Arizona. <laughs> guess what? We went all the way up to Maine. We went to Washington DC, we went to New York, we went to Boston, oh we went to Chicago. We came back that way. We got stuck in a derecho, which I've never even heard of this thing, but it's like this 400 mile wide wind, like hurricane level wind. It's, it happened. It knocked out all the corn in, in, uh, in Iowa. It was oh bananas. Gosh. It was like in, in, in August, you can look it up. <laughs> but uh, like, it's a thing, I promise. And it was like this, we just like pivoted. We're like, screw it. Let's like, there's no point in like thinking that, and luckily I had people that were working and it was so magical. That was my first taste of like, oh, this is what it could be like. I can manage the workflow and not actually, and, and not have things when the wheels fall off, everything comes to a grinding halt. Like instead the, the train can keep going and I, yes. my wheels have fallen off on my air conditioning in Arizona, which is yeah. mean. But um, yeah, that was the first time I think in like three years that I've like, done something that wasn't work related every day i'm so, so glad I'm that you did that i'm so glad that you did that a because it allowed you to do the work hard play hard kind of yeah. piece and that you get to go adventuring but also that it gave you that taste of 
this is what it can look like because that's the difference between a solopreneur and a business owner, right? Like a solopreneur is if I'm sick, I'm not working, I'm not making money. If I'm a business owner, if I'm sick, I'm at home and my business is still making money. That's all that I want. So growth. I just want growth. Like but it takes like, time to get there, right? And you're order, putting in the work. Order your seats. <laughs> just kidding. Like, for you, for your neighbor, for your friend. <laughs> well, and this is perfect timing because we have five minutes before Instagram is going to kick us off. So tell, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can see some of your work, where the best place is to get in touch with you, all that good stuff. Okay. So I have a website. I actually have a website called, well, just b62upholstery.com. And I've spent some time trying to make that as user-friendly as we possibly can so that I have all these swatches that are uploaded there that is not the end all be all like the books here look at these books here and how many hundreds of options there are yeah Those are, that's really like what we're looking at but on my website I picked like a hundred to make it somewhat palatable so you can go on there you can look at all the different designs and then you can look at the swatches and like you can place your order and customize it all right there I want to in the end have like a little thing where you can actually adjust the picture by your swatches and have it fill in kind of like so you can like kind of see it or visualize like it or something exactly but i if somebody knows of somebody who can make that code for me oh my god send them my way because i've been trying to find this person for so long and <laughs> if anybody knows how to do that hit us up in the comments that. of this <laughs> i literally talked to shonda about it in the parking lot like a year and a half ago oh wow <laughs> like how do i do this she's like i don't know <laughs> i was like damn it <laughs> but um yeah or on etsy always on etsy because you know like obviously or you can just email me or call me call me just kidding from i mean you can find all the information. I don't know. <laughs> so I will make sure that there's obviously there'll be a link to her Instagram on the comments of this post that'll be living on my IGTV after this. Um, so it'll be up there. And if you guys have have interest in her services or you know of anybody who knows how to do magical software um, oh renderings God. for her website, hit her up. But make sure you give her a follow. Make sure you check out her work. Um, if you liked the interior that was in high yellow 56, that is all this lady. She made that happen. Um, so in the last two minutes, um, yes. words of advice to a, a woman looking in, to get into this or just a younger version of you? Um, don't go to prison. <laughs> it's not worth it. Just kidding. Um, I would say... <laughs> That I, I mean, I'm happy to share literally everything in my brain. There is not enough people out there that are doing this. And there is so much market. It's ridiculous. So I'm not competitive with any other female on the planet. Like, you just you literally call me and I will, like, we will work out something. I will show you. We'll, we'll do one of these and we'll, like, show it how you do whatever. But um, I don't know. I mean, words of advice would just be, I don't know, I guess dive in because there's literally like the more of a mess you make you got to get yourself back out of it and so like yeah feet hands head first just go into it and know that you know there's a way out and by getting out you know you'll, you'll figure it out but right. I want to say to you because I got one minute one minute but thank you so much you are like such a doll like to do this and to include me oh I feel like I'm in such a nice, nice little group it's so you fun. are 
You Thank are. You. You're part of a community of tradeswomen and automotive tradeswomen, and I'm honored to have you on here, and I appreciate you so much. Everybody, make sure you go follow this lady. Check her out. Give her some love. You are a rock star. We will be talking soon about classes and about the Volvo and about all of the things. So yes. go and get home to your kiddos. Now, so you can literally send ladies down here. I'm telling you. Like, we could actually host a real class down here. We can do a little field trip. And cutting and on everything. Yeah. I like it. I know. I like it. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Thank you all right. So be much. good, everybody. Thank you for joining me. Take care, all. Bye.